The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. And welcome to episode 369 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defia, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford. And joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander <laughs> Edleweiss. We're going to have to pull you from this show, aren't we, Colin? I have not <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Greetings, uh, welcome to the six hundred and thirty-nine of of live radio. <laughs> um, dear listeners, had a great you... evening, great afternoon today. Yeah, uh, dear, dear listeners of, very of, of, of Lave Station, uh, <laughs> we're very sorry there is no alcohol in the Lave uh, Station bar today because Commander Ford has drunk it all. Mm. Yes, um, I, I will um, admit to being a little bit worse for wear. Um, I blame the Manchester Christmas markets and a vast amount of mulled wine. So, um, yes, joining us, we also have our head of health and safety, that's Commander Edelweiss. Yeah, I'm still here and I still think we should pull you. <laughs> we well, you'd have... probably enjoy that, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, not at the moment right now. <laughs> We have our Inhuman Rhesus Director, Commander Shan. And we've non-human, also... Non-Human Rhesus Director, not a monkey. <laughs> says it all. And we have our liaison from the uh, East India Company, Commander Mac Winston. Hello. Hello. If you wish, you can join us live. Uh, ben is hanging out in open in Live Station. Currently in Live Station at the moment, yeah. Yeah. But if you can't get in game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat and on laveradio.tv slash Twitch. Oh, that's all wrong. It's twitch.tv slash laveradio. And uh, also on YouTube and on Facebook. Just look for Lave Radio. 
I guess people have, have worked out what I got up to this week. So we will go around the rest of the team and work out what's been happening. We'll start with Ben. How have you been? Past couple of weeks, I've been up north doing DIY stuff again. We have a most of a living room. We have most of a Christmas tree. Uh, that took some effort. I have a mostly happy wife. And we have no television because we opened up our television. And we found out we had a crack in the back of it, which took far too long to rectify. I got back quite late Sunday, and that's basically been my life for the past couple of weeks. Um, I've, ha- I've had no chance to do any games or any anything fun and exciting. Oh, I did, I did see... I saw something in the cinema. Ghostbusters. I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife in the cinema, and I really oh, enjoyed it. Good, because, um, well, I, I really wanted to see that. Unfortunately, no one in, in the family would want to go and see it with me, which was a little bit um, depressing. Um, the the little lad decided that uh, no, it was too much like Stranger Things, and he didn't want to have anything well, to do with that. Because it's got Finn Wolfhard in it. Apparently so. Apparently that's the only reason. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, my son came along to see it, and he did indeed need some change of underwear afterwards. <laughs> I am not doing a Cecil impersonation, Mister Dower Scotsman. This He's is, not doing is... a Cecil impersonation deliberately. <laughs> not deliberately. <laughs> I'm managing the best I can with with what I can only describe as one hell of a hangover creeping up on me. <laughs> so, um, uh, Mac, it's been a while since we've had you on. How have things been for the East India Company? Uh, fine. We're involved in a few wars here and there and a few other kind of BGS-type conflicts. So I've been discovering that Odyssey gives me lots of opportunities for doing petty crime on behalf of the East India Company. So I've been doing petty and not so petty crime, all in a good cause, of course. Yes. Yes. Other than that, um, in real life, actually, I went went away for the first time in ages um, last weekend to meet up with some friends in Worcester because I went to school in Worcester and most of my family's from there. And we happened to arrive when the Christmas market was on, so the place was absolutely jam-packed with people. But it did mean two nights in a row I did get to drink in my favourite pub, which is called the Cardinal's Hat. It's one of those old pubs with lots of small rooms in, and they have they had their own side, their own brewed side. It was kind of like some kind of secret ritual. They the, the barman said we got our own side, you know, and they said I had to go down to the cellar to fetch it. It wasn't you know, it wasn't on the it wasn't on the taps or anything like that. So yeah, that was that was. Um, that was a very that was a very pleasant and slightly um, slightly alcohol filled weekend, uh, but yeah, we we enjoyed that. I've also been um, I've also been doing some nerdy stuff. Um, I recently I've, I've been designing a, uh, a board with an FPGA, which is a think a field programmable gate or array. It's basically it's basically a if you imagine a a chip which you can turn into whatever device you want um that's probably in a nutshell what they are it's basically it's basically a, a logic device you can program in the field hence its name field program logic device so i've got i've got this um i've got this evaluation board which is basically in the form factor of a kind of a fat usb stick and i it's only the it's only a little fpga it's nice 4c 
HX1 case, that's just over a thousand gates, a thousand logic gates and a bit of block RAM. And uh, an implement, the implement, managed to implement a 6502 processor in it, which is uh, quite good fun. I didn't realize how elegant the, the 6502 dates back from the mid 70s. It was like in your Commodore 64 and your BBC Micro and all yeah. that. Yeah, the six five zero two is a beautiful processor. It is, it, yeah. I because I back in the day, I was all, in fact quite recently. I've done a lot of Z eighty assembler. I never really did a lot of six five zero two, but um, because I I put this thing on this FPGA plus a couple of devices, a, a UR, so I managed to squeeze a basically a serial port in there so it could talk back to the the PC it was plugged into, uh, and uh, you know, like a timer and a couple of other devices in there, something to flash the LEDs on the board. But yeah, I found uh, and I downloaded uh, CC65, which is like a cross assembler and C compiler for the 6502. And I, I, I just worked in worked in. So I, was, I was very, I was, I was absolutely blown away about the the elegance, of the design of the processor. It really is. Well, the fact that it fits in such a small FPGA, it's a study in an economy. And um, unlike the Z80, which takes, I mean the the, the it, you know, processes now we always think of, you know, doing multiple instructions every clock. But back then, it was kind of the other way around. Most processes took several clock cycles to execute an instruction. And the 6502 is remarkably quick. It it doesn't need many clock cycles to, you know, the compared to the Z80. And this particular implementation is quicker still because it does a lot of the... Uh, single byte instructions in a single clock which the original the original took two to do that so um but yeah i'm i'm pretty i was pretty impressed with that um to be honest i back in the day i always thought well it's only got three registers how can it be any good but um once you realize you know once you once you understand things like the the addressing mode particularly the zero page um it it's it really is a thing of beauty uh and the the addressing modes are also very regular amounts it's there's not so much farting around you you have to do a lot of farting around with us at 80 i think but the the uh 6502 i thought i was very impressed with it anyway so i'm probably i'm probably being extremely nerdy here um but yeah it's 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 basically the the, the one that there's the the same guy who put on github a verilog verilog's a hardware description language because when you one the one the one things with FPGAs which can kind of get you is, especially if you work in software, is it looks like you're writing software, but you're not. You're actually describing hardware, and it's very, and and there's there there is a bit of a learning curve. Um, and with a lot of hard, well, with Verilog and with Verilog, for instance, you can. It's very easy to write perfectly valid code that cannot be synthesized into an actual device so they're, they're, it's it's quite easy to write something that simulates just fine but when you try and actually synthesize it if you're if you're a device um it it doesn't work and then of course you got real world you got timing you know you got to get yeah you know, timing issues and all that kind of thing but yeah it's it, it can be um it can be quite an interesting challenge. So yeah, I've been enjoying that. Um, <laughs> I need a big. And the thing is, I need the 4K device, but um, the global chips shortage means that it's sold out everywhere. I mean, all your usual electronic suppliers, you know, like Mouse RS, Final, none of them have it in stock. Uh, but that's why I'm going to put on my eventual board when I when I get the board. I can get all the other chips, but just not the actual one I need. So, uh, which is out of stock till January. Because of the chip shortage. Yeah. Because this thing's probably in a lot of things and everybody's buying them. 
So, yeah, it's not just video cards. Yeah, the semiconductor situation does seem to be quite a bit of a shocker at the moment. Um, I mean, that takes me back to me looking over the manuals for the Amiga and the 68000 processor, and I just looked at that and went, nope, I'm sticking with C-sharp, or C++ <laughs> as it was. What Was it C++ back then? Or was it just straight C? Straight, straight C. Straight. I don't really like C. Bloody hell! Much. Um, I prefer if I'm going to write. I prefer straight C. I, I always find that. I don't know, especially modern C plus plus. I'd rather. I'd rather do Java to be honest. <laughs> Which well, reminds me, all... I, I find it kind of horrific when I'm doing Java because you're using things like Hibernate and ORMs and all that kind of stuff, which is abstractions on top of abstractions on top of abstractions. And the assembly language programmer in me is just going, oh, God, this is horrible. How can this ever have any kind of performance whatsoever? So, yeah, anyway, I'm probably being extremely, I'm probably uh, confusing, probably confusing a lot of the audience now. Um, <laughs> the, the talk of arcane things like assembly language programming. But anyway, there you go. Yes. Um, I don't think anybody really needs does anybody actually still deal with the ones and zeros these days? I don't think they do. Anyway, uh, let's see what I've been on about for the last week or so. Obviously doing an awful lot of Elite. Basically, thanks to a lot of people who followed me on Colin for Colonia on last Sunday, as uh, I managed to scan, I think I came across one gas giant which had seven eight moons around it each with five biologicals so i was scanning each of those in turn before moving on to the next system uh so that was oh god that was that was fun um let's see what else happened um i lost a lot of missions for leave radio unfortunately i was doing a lot of ground-based missions uh, I, I completed them all but then the one thing that really annoyed me was that um i signed out forgot to sign back in again and six hours later even though i completed all those missions i failed them because i didn't turn back to hand them in at leave station and that, that really is one of the things that winds me up at the moment um yep yeah, i'll say hello to mother fig because uh they were talking to me quite a lot on the uh the colon for colonia thing and um oh is there anything else oh yeah my power play commander um has now got to the, the vast heights of being able to afford a uh, clipper. The problem is <laughs> I've now got to do the, the rank grind in order to get a clipper. And I'm just taking looking one look at it and going, oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite sure you remember what that, what that painful situation was like, Ben. Sorry, Is I'm he... trying to find Mac. <laughs> I'm flying. I'm having a frame rate yeah. problem. Yeah, Matt, uh, not Mac. I'm trying to find Miggles because Miggles decided he was going to go into my ship, and I went into Miggles' ship. Unfortunately, you can't take off on either other people's ships. Oh, we do have another oh. commander. Githano is also at Lave Station at the moment. So, hello to him. I can I can see you getting into the lift. Yeah, I'm getting into the lift with Miggles. Yeah, this is probably the first time I've actually been able to do broadcasting uh, and actually stand around in leave station at the same time. I, I uh, was so. going to say, I'm actually, I don't know, if, have you changed something? Because I'm, I'm impressed that you're able to, to do this. Yes, because normally what happens is as soon as I start the game up, uh, basically my network dies. So yeah. something, something has, has been, yeah, something good oh. must have happened. Yeah, reasonable frame rate as well, which I'm quite surprised about. 
Right. Okay. Shan, this week. Yeah, this How week. Bad. Um, usually for this part of the show, I, I usually try and find something amusing or silly or whatever to go on with the mini Shans and the Shan household. Um, but this this time, um, I had to be the grown-up and have some really quite not nice conversations um, with the with the family. Um, the TLDR is uh, we have two border collies and Hobbs the cat, mm. and um, the eldest border collie who's fourteen, and he's been like a fast dog. Grew up with the mini Shans, and so they're mm. a family dog. And um, they've slowly been getting worse. I mean, they're incontinent. They their back legs are basically dragging along the floor tail down all the time because he can't move um going going senile and so gradually going downhill but this last week or so the decline was dramatic so the discussion we had was well what do we do about it and um so we decided not to wait to he like couldn't stand up or was so bad he was what so what this decision was is that next Monday we're taking Hal, our border collie, to the vet mm-hmm. for the last time. Um, and in between now and then, we are giving the family time to say goodbye to him. And basically, because if he got to the point where he died or was so ill he couldn't move, they wouldn't mm-hmm. get that chance. Um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, sorry, guys. There's no fun Shan stories this week. I, I kind of had to be the grown up. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I would say about this, I mean, we uh, came to a point where we had to put our gorgeous golden retriever to sleep, and the one thing that the vet said to us was that um, it would appreciate it if we stuck with him, even though the. Uh, uh, the injection was administered because the last thing the because one of the things that the vet finds quite heartbreaking is the fact that the the injection is administered and there's no one around and the and the poor pet is looking around going where's where's my friend while all that's happening and apparently it's of great comfort to the pet if you are there yeah that's that's what the plan is and we're fortunate in that the youngest mini shan is on leave until the new year so all of us can come uh what we don't know was whether the covid restrictions and whatnot will override the desire or the the desirability for us to be with hal at the end but i'm hoping they can you know they can they understand and uh, things like that i mean goodness knows what it must be like for people to lose people and not be able to see them let alone the pets but so we, we shall see we shall see, but I mean that was kind of the decision, really, because what swung it was we have a vet friend of ours, and we didn't ask them what would you do, kind of thing. We just talked to them about the subject. Yeah. And um, the thing said is you have to look at the dog's quality of life as well as yours. Yep. And ask yourself, well, how many, how how many of his days are good days, and how many of his days are bad days. And are the bad days outweighing the good days? And we kind of had to admit that his bad days were 
way out, you know, way more than the good days. Um, because, I mean, realistically, it's a horrible thing to say, but, for example, he he can't hold any urine or thing at all. He'll just do it on the do it on the laminate floor. He'll poo in the middle of the room. And the only way you can manage that is to put him outside. But then with Christmas, we can't, A, you can't have him outside, and B, then you can't have it around the, um, you know, uh, yeah, uh, uh, around the floor. So yeah, it's it's not been a nice week to be fair, and we're just all kind of mentally stealing ourselves for, for Monday next week. Yeah. But he's 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 been a great dog, and we've enjoyed we've loved having him, and he's loved being with us, and that's all you can ask for really for a pet. In in this case, in this case with Hal, you know, it was like he's not going to get any better. It doesn't matter how much medicine you're pumping in because it's a degenerate nervous. Uh, nerve system yes. illness he's got and he's possibly got a brain tumor based on and he can't digest he can't absorb nutrients from his food as much so he's always hungry and you think that you just have to you just have to say how were you a great pet but mm-hmm. it's time for you to go yeah it's pretty much the same situation with our, our the aforementioned golden retriever it, i'm afraid to say it basically his uh his legs just stopped working and he was dragging himself all over the place and he was obviously in a lot of pain and we thought that's that's not fair on him if natural if it wasn't the fact that he was a pet in that in in nature he wouldn't have lasted that long anyway well that's but, the thing it's like um he's not showing any pain at all it, mm. it is you know and in his mind part of his mind he's still a nine-month-year-old puppy. He still loves trying to chase the ball and whatever stuff he used to love doing. He still loves doing hops. that. Mm. Well, he can't. Yeah. He can't. Can't get near hobs because he can't move or thing. But so, okay. so in in his mind, there's nothing wrong with him, and that's what makes it all more heartbreaking, really. Mm. But anyway, right. Um, well, we will leave the sad subject uh, and heavy decisions behind for the moment because. Um, let's go on to uh, the development news. Uh, well, tonight's in-game activity is Ben uh, running around with Miggles, I do believe. So, yeah, and I just found out Miggles is very, very wanted, apparently. He's very wanted? He's very wanted. Oh, right. Um, like I said, I, I'm hanging around in leave, the leave station bar, so if you can, if you want to pop over and give us a wave, I will tr- try and wave back during the pros- during the show. Um, right, let's have a quick look at the uh, development news of, or what have the devs been up to this week? Well, headline number one is again just on the. Um, Thanks to the new COVID variant that just came out, the uh, December the 10th event has now been postponed to February the 25th. Um, Those people who have bought tickets can either carry them over or get a refund. Um, However, Los Hotel bookings will not be reimbursed by FDEV as um, train tickets won't be. Uh, Thankfully, I I actually booked one of the uh, refundable rooms because I found out there were two kind of rooms. One was a fiver cheaper, which was non-refundable, but I went for the more expensive one just in case. Thank goodness I did. <laughs> I, th- I think that's horrible, but uh, I, as I've just discovered, um, there will be, on the, for those of you who are uh, still got tickets, um, they will be doing a uh, Zoom 
uh, event on the 17th. Apparently, Arthur's really enthusiastic about doing this pub quiz. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be that. Right, Shan. Um, to be honest, I, I I don't know. I was um, people can say this is my Shan hat on now, but this whole panic about Omicron and my thing is, well, let's wait for the facts before we start running around panicking, you know. And realistically, and this relates to the twenty to the twenty fifth of February, is is anything going to change apart from us getting more and more Omicron between now? And February, because the specific Omicron vaccines won't be out by then. So, what's to stop the 25th being cancelled? In fact, I would say the 25th is in more risk of being cancelled than this one was, simply because of the um, uh, there's more of it, more of it around. And if Frontier was so, yeah, it was so had not to say thought, but you would think that if people were so worried about COVID nineteen then why even organise it in the middle of winter when cases are at their worst? Why not wait until spring? And the other thought that I, I had around this was it could be, it, it could be, another factor could be maybe they didn't sell as many tickets as they wanted to sell for whatever reasons. And maybe they'd, they had some sort of financial arrangement or arrangement with special effect to say, we will raise money for you within this time window. Um, so with that in mind, I thought, well, if, if, if I was doing if I was planning it, what would I do for, to raise money for special effect and not have this sort of this risk and this messing about? And I came to the conclusion that what I would do if they have to have it this side of um, the financial year is I would, in the store, I would make the Cobra Mark IV be available to buy in the in-game store. and give Yeah, the but they can't do that for legal reasons. Why not? Because they basically said the Cobra Mark IV was an exclusive one-time thing for the was it the PlayStation? They've said lots. Oh, they find a way. You know, if there's a will, there's a way. Well, what they what they could do is actually put the Cobra Mark V, which is exactly the same as the Cobra Mark IV, yeah. with one small slight oh, change. You could make yeah, it the exactly. of the Cobra Mark IV A. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm saying it, how, however, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that uh, as far as the the tickets not selling, I I think the, the tickets were selling just fine. However, um, when this was originally arranged, uh, the situation was exactly the same as it had been for months. And yet, the Omicron variant came along, and cases of Omicron have appeared in Cambridge, and they were not taking any chances. Yeah, with just as much equality, equality, Shan. My work, we we've been meant to be going into the office for about the past two months on the sixteenth of December, and Omicron variants came along, and basically our boss was like, "Yeah, don't bother, guys," and we've gone off and cancelled our Christmas. Well, moving our Christmas party and things like that. No, so, Shan. Uh, yeah. Last last year, uh, around February the twenty fifth, the big spike had passed, and it was plummeting at that time. Now, if at the uh, if it comes to the twenty fifth and the numbers are still high and it's Omicron is still a threat, I'm quite I quite expect them to to put it back yet again. Um, but so here's the hint. Here's when it was originally arranged, Shan. There wasn't the big panic that there was now. 
And on top of that, things had been coasting along at the same status quo they had been for months. So they thought, Let, let's give it a go. And then Omicron comes along and they're not taking any chances. I prefer them not to take any chances, to be honest, because um, as people know, I, I have access to uh, information that uh, is more advanced than what we normally get. And I'll, I'll say um, uh, I'm not hesitant about it. I just think we were still waiting on some certain facts to become clear. Um, my my thing is that's exactly it. And people, I don't think we should be panicking over it. To be fair, be careful, be cautious, wear your mask, get your jabs, and that's all you can do. And that isn't going to change between now and February. Well, um, I think in this case, I think it's better to be safe than sorry. And by February, we'll probably know a lot more than we do right now. In fact, this is coming from the man who went off and spent the whole afternoon getting pissed at Manchester Christmas Market. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So you're so careful, Colin. You get drunk in public, and okay. I, I, apart from when the glass came to to close to my face, I had my mask on all the rest of the time. So there. Drink safely, everybody. <laughs> and if you can't do that, drink dangerous. <laughs> yes. Well, you Colin well, was. <laughs> um, on Thursday's stream, um, Arf has now shown off a couple of extra things which are coming in Update 9. Um, this includes the new planetary lighting that will be coming. Um, this was a bit of a surprise. Uh, I thought it was quite nice. Um, what, what were your impressions of the planetary lighting, Ben? Have you seen it? I saw a couple of screenshots on Twitter, I think it was. They seemed okay. I have to. Admit, I didn't actually see the differences, though. I really didn't. But I was also really? bright. Well, I was browsing it on my phone while sitting on the toilet. So. Oh right. Now I could understand it if you'd been drinking, but um, no, I can tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. But as um, I said I was looking on my phone while sitting on the toilet, so that's probably another reason why I couldn't tell any differences. <laughs> that's put an image in my head. I don't really want to think about. Um, Shan, did you see these? I did. I I thought they were an improvement. Um, mm. I, I'm sure Alec and, and Mac and stuff will sort of comment on the uh, on the quality of the um, planetary surface, but there is seem to be an improvement of, in the same thing. Like my 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 word of thought around that is though is did they pick special examples to show it off, and how different will the bog standard ice planet or high metal world look? In this, because you know when you when they changed the graphics in rings, didn't they? They they it used to be you had all this um, fog effects and stuff in the rings, and took it away, and then they added it again. But where it made a difference was rarer than what it was in the place they took it away. So I, I'm, I'll wait and see what it's like um, in the systems I tend to go to. Um, but fair dues, they gave it a good, uh, they've given it a good pass. Yeah. And we'll see what it looks like in reality, I guess. So yeah. for audio description, what have they gone off and changed? Well, effectively, um, when you actually look at uh, the uh, the reflective nature of the planetary surface, it, it reflects more of the sunlight. So if if you've got um, you've got this the sun. Uh, the star coming through a say an argon atmosphere which is slightly which is which is slightly green everything will have a kind of green tinge to it, an extra green tinge to it um the the ones that they actually showed in this case i think were um violet so i'm not quite so sure what atmosphere that is so 
so it's violet on a snow on a snow world so the snow had this kind of night violet sheen over it i, I mean i um i'm trying to look it up uh, right now in the forums just to get a better uh look at it it's still got the single light source though, hasn't it? Yeah, the the there's always gonna just be the single light source. Um although this is the other one. The the first one they had was um was basically through a, a kind of orange atmosphere similar to Mars. And um if you look at the first one, the planetary surface is, is grey, but um it looks more orange as it should do um in the new version. And yeah, the other one uh, basically uh, of more violet, <laughs> which I, I think it it's needed because that's one thing that uh, I did feel when landing on some of the horizons planets. Um, it it did miss that kind of warm light feeling. Certainly needed. And, and do we know whether the um, if you like the color of the space around it? Because I know for the core, for example, has a very different space color. For a better word than um, the bubble systems. So, do we know if that will affect the lighting, or will it be in quote space color and then sun color? Do, do you know anything like that? No, we don't know anything about that. We've only got these two uh, screenshots to go on so far, or these four screenshots uh, to go on. So, um, although RF has said, looking through his holiday message, uh, that yeah, it's. Um, the, the lighting effects will be more noticeable when the stars are low on the horizon. Uh, so basically, when you're talking about sunsets and sunrises, that's when you'll see the difference the most. And uh, yeah. It'd be interesting to see what Meteor and Hollow looks like, won't it? Uh, which one's that? Where the planet yeah. lands on you. Oh, that's right. Meteor and Hollow is the, uh, yeah, the planet that has a ridiculously high orbital speed, which is kind of, you have to kind of chase to land on. Yeah. I mean, any any improvement to the lighting system is always welcome, I find. Um, especially now that uh, I am deep in the black as uh, on my way to Colonia, which is... The, the, the trouble is with the new planets, I find... I don't, know, I don't know about anybody else, but I find when I'm doing missions and whatnot to planetary surfaces, you'd think it'd be about 50-50 chance that your mission destination would be on the dark side because half of the planet is on the dark side and half is on the light side. So it'd be roughly... It seems like 90% of the time missions are on the, <laughs> somewhere on the dark side. No, I, I must admit... They're almost I, never... I don't know how it works. I, I, it must just be... I mean, it's got to be chance. It can't be malice. If it, but, wasn't, if, it was, if it wasn't on the dark side, you wouldn't need the um, night vision mod for the suits. I don't really need that anyway i'm gonna no. to uh i must admit i did do a mission um i think last uh two day two days ago where i had to reactivate a, a mining settlement and i landed just as the sun was rising and as i was running around the the, the sun rising over the uh over the surface illuminated the settlement in such a fantastic way it it was really really pretty so and like I said, anything that improves that situation, um, I'm all for it. Okay, um, Sean, what's about your, your your dark side missions? Well, I, I was thinking that if they're looking for a way to improve performance, always having missions or mostly having the missions in the dark is one way of increasing frame rate. <laughs> I don't think it makes that much of a difference, though, whether it's dark or light. Oh, do they have cookies? Okay, I'm missing that one. 
come to the dark side. Come we to the dark cookies. side. We have cookies. Christ. Ah, I'm sorry. That that's that's missed me. <laughs> it's been missing you for the past twenty years. Then <laughs> I've got no idea. Hands up in the chat. only thing I know about the dark side is, 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 is this some way to seduce Cookie Monster to the dark side or something? You've is, never heard. Come to the dark side. We have cookies. No. I think you, I think our listeners need to put a one in Twitch chat if they know what Ben was talking about, and a two if it's completely over mystery. Oh, if you're going to do that, you might at least do binary, so it's zero. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, uh, Mac, I, I interrupted you. What are you yeah, going to say? The only thing I know about dark sides and all that is, is, is uh, apparently the force is like duct tape. It has the dark side and the light side, and it holds the universe together. <laughs> well, so far, the majority of chat has actually understood what Ben was on about. Which Not the makes majority, it's unanimous. No, no, Wintermute didn't. Oh, yeah, Wintermute. Okay, yeah. Um, so this makes it a first, dear listener, is that Ben is mostly right, apparently, it seems. <laughs> I can't believe this. Sort of the, both me and Shannon just left bemused by this comment, and everybody else knows what Ben's talking about. This, this is a first. <laughs> Very um, back there, by the way. Yes. Um, Good news uh, is that Update 9 will be released, or is planned to be released, on the 9th. That's two days from now. Thursday! Yeah, this Thursday. So, uh, usual warnings, don't take the Thursday off, because you'll be waiting around (laughs) for absolutely ages. Uh, Take Friday off, if you need to, to play it. And... uh, uh, yes, hopefully next week we'll be able to give you a beat-by-beat analysis of all the features that have come with it. <laughs> right, I managed to knock over my coffee cup. Oh, right. Clearly, I'm not going to be able to play it on Friday either because I'm going to Milton Keynes. Clearly not a Star Wars fan. How dare you, Matty boy? How, how very dare you? <laughs> Colin, you need to do that good news in the Futurama. What future? I don't do a Futurama voice. I can't do a Futurama voice. Which Futurama voice are they referring to? Bonsworth, and he's going, Good news, everybody! <laughs> Except I can't do it either. No, um, I would have to, we'd have to get a soundbite for that because, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> December the. Got to do. <laughs> December the 9th. Uh, well. Yes, so that means that loose screws and guard frequency, oh, they get it again. <laughs> ah, dear. Well, um, on Friday, Arf dropped his holiday message. Now, um, obviously, there were sort of like three parts to this. Um, the first part was going over the main features of Update 9, which was the combat SRV and appropriate missions, more mission variation and settlement mission givers, and, of course, the fantastic multi-Olympic controller, which will be coming to both Horizons and uh, Odyssey. Um, he also highlighted some... Uh, bug fixes, which were issues relating to the inactive AI and conflict zones, issues related to the hatch break Olympics, which can't be used on the cargo hatches or escape pods on non-dockable megaships. That will be fixed on both Odyssey and Horizons, and that is a bugbear of mine, so I'm glad to see that one's been fixed. Uh, the thermal conduit is no longer... Uh, has the incorrect damage increase. Um, competing high-influence missions will now affect background simulation as it should. And um, 
Stations will no longer pop into existence when jumping out of supercruise. So, Shan, highlights from that one. Oh, I'm looking forward to the uh, combat SRV appropriate missions. I think that will be so. Basically, the first three points: the multi-limb pits, the mission variation and settlement mission givers, and combat SRV. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. I, I think if it's done right, it will be it will be pretty cool. Um, one comment on these stations no longer pop into existence. I'm a little bit sad to see that go. To be fair. What? I'm glad it's it's uh, being solved because I'm sick of dr- dropping out and then a second later the station appears when it should be right there when it should when you when you drop out. Why? Why I did a good you think one it's... today in Lave Station? I dropped out of Super Cruise and Lave Station didn't actually pop in until I was almost inside it, which was quite the shock. I guess that depends on your the graphics and PC thing, but I, I quite like it when you jump out and all of a sudden you have a station in the face. I, I, I like that, or, or do we think that's not what mean by pop into? So are they talking about pop into no, as a graphic? Chad, or what, pop into? What, they mean, what, what happens is you jump into local space and then about a second later, Lave Station, for want of a better station, will appear in front of you. Yeah, it's not. It's not working as intended. It's a very. Oh, it's, it's like. Oh, it's like yeah. pop up then. In a, yes. A, yeah. It's just like it. Yeah, it's just like late station suddenly mis- like it sort of decloaks or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I've never. I've never seen that on my on my system. So. It's, Lucky uh, you. Well, I mean, one thing I do miss about that sort of thing, though, is do you remember when you used to come out of Super Cruise and you would. Go through the station. Yeah, you'd get that if you were nav locked to somebody. That was yeah. great fun. I've, I've loved that. And I'm, I'm just watch, watching uh, Commander Gith, I think it's Githno. He seems to be doing laps, uh, Githano. He's actually doing laps around the uh, the concourse. I don't know whether he feels he needs to get, get fit or whether or not he's um, uh, basically doing some kind of challenge, but uh, yeah. He's just been constantly running up around the, the concourse in a loop. Has he not left his glasses in the little yellow truck that goes round and round or something? <laughs> maybe, maybe he's maybe he's following them. But uh, yeah. Oh, hello. We've got a, we've got somebody wiggling in front of me here in on the the station. Oh, ben being bad, is it? It's it's not me yet. We've we no, seen how much Ben likes to wiggle in front of you, Colin. It's uh, just. No, just no. <laughs> God, we're not going there. Yes, it was someone either. I think it was, yes, and that's Mark Two because of the engine things, and he's doing loop de loops. Uh, and I, I can see them from the, the big viewpoint. Yes, it is a crate Mark Two. Sorry, why did I think that was an ass Mark Two? God's truth. <laughs> I am quite glad you're not flying, Colin, because I'm sure the Pilots Federation would... Um, you take my license off me at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, there, there's something for everybody. Don't drink and fly. <laughs> Just a small... Uh, small. Oh, and Colin, don't change, your, don't change any passwords either until you sober <laughs> up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. Um, the one I'm looking forward to is most is the more mission variation, because I must admit, um, I've had a couple of missions lately where I have had space interaction as well as as uh, on foot interaction, and that makes those missions feel so much better. 
um, effectively, I was, I was to <clears throat> uh, remove someone from the uh, from um, their existence on, on a station uh, or on, on a uh, settlement, and they had people trying to stop me. Uh, so I had to fight my way through them and then uh, get rid of the uh, uh, aforementioned nerd well And um, yeah, the the fact that there was a space element to this mission as well, it just made it feel so much better. And um, more of that, please. Uh, that's what I really want. Um, it's right. not inconvenient that people try and stop you, though. I mean, they sort of... <laughs> That's the whole point. I, so I have to, I, I have to go and run them over in my SRV. <laughs> and don't they make a lovely squish noise? Yes. Sometimes you can punt them like hundreds of meters. They, they sort of bounce off the front of your SRV and they go absolutely flying. But the other thing is, the Imperial Courier is a great ship for doing surface missions in because you, if if it gets a bit hot and you're on your own and you've got all these enemies shooting at you. You can get back into the courier, and it's got a long pointy nose, which you can kind of poke into places and squish the enemies with. It's like having a spear or a lance at the front of your yeah, ship. Yeah, so so the it's not so good because I went down. I did it. I tried to do it in a crate one time, but it's too it's too big. It, it won't get in all the little spaces. The courier will, and you sort of put the pointy nose in and sort of squish, uh, squish. So we're going to have to rename the the courier the space dagger, then, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Can I just ask Chris if you can make a clip of Max saying, won't get in the places the courier will, please? Uh-oh. Sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right. We've, you, well, you... at least at least I didn't say, according to scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. But it is. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> uh, and I just noticed Restreambot said, um, said Ben claimed his trousers were wet but I'm not sure I saw the source for that comment. So, Ben, are your trousers wet? Yes, I literally just spilt coffee over my keyboard, well, over my desk and trousers. And I it's just a hot like coffee. Them. Was it hot it's, coffee? It's lukewarm coffee now, actually. I thought it was empty, to be honest. <laughs> like a really bad boy band about to do a key change. <laughs> 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 is that a, a picture of the of the three of us together on the on the forum? What we need to do now is a, is a very bad take that dance number. <laughs> well, we have a slash uh, dance, uh, do we? At least we have evolved from Teletubbies, which we were a few months ago. <laughs> so we've we've now gone from <laughs> we've now gone from Teletubbies to really something like take splat. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> right. Well, let's have a look at what Arf was uh, wanting to talk about, about 2022. Well, the first one that I'm excited about, it does seem to be the conclusion of the Azimuth saga. Uh, I mean, personally, I'm hoping that both Galnet and the background narrative will continue after the end of this. Uh, but it has been quite a nice, um, uh, really nice uh narrative to have in the background. I'm so welcome to have Galnet back and I hope that it continues. Um, the next thing that they're, they're wanting to show off is um, fleet carrier interiors. Now, this is one of the most requested features for everybody who's got fleet carriers, surprisingly enough. Um, Shan? 
this is interesting because the, the exact quote that was used on the post was one of the biggest aspects coming in 2022, literally and figuratively, is the addition of fleet carrier interiors. Mm-hmm. And does does that make people really excited about having an interior, especially when it's going to be one of the biggest aspects for 2022? I mean, I was kind of like, give me a sedative. I can't wait. You know, it was, I don't well, know. I was just quite worried about what that statement means, really. Well, you could put it one way as that um, as soon as they said they were doing um, ship interiors, uh, mega ship interiors, uh, everyone said the amount of uh, traffic on the forum saying, but we want fleet carrier interiors was unbelievable. So they've listened to the community there and, and have, have started to put it in. What I'm hoping that they do is for the fleet uh, fleet carrier commander, they have their own little private area where they can put and customize living quarters or something like that. That would be nice. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, However, was, I'm trying to think what I think about that. I mean, this is these these fleet carriers that are equivalent of the um, the big freighter that you get in No Man's Sky, isn't it? Yeah. Only you get them straight away. You get the big freighter straight away. You don't actually get. You don't have to grind out five billion credits or really seven billion credits if you want to keep it. Well, I'm just I'm because tra- I'm assuming these would be then customizable via arcs. That's what I would. That's what um, I was hoping. It feels like it's maybe a way to milk the whales even more, maybe. I think you've been the star citizen land too long. No, <laughs> I'm just thinking because you've got the guys who are, you know, they've gone off and spent however many billion to get the fleet carrier. Mm-hmm. And then they're only those people then can customize their bedroom. It's I, just an option. Yeah. I, 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 the thing is, lots of people, probably a lot of fleet carriers. Uh, owners probably don't have to really spend real money because uh, we are talking earlier about uh, how people how arcs, mountains yes, of arcs yeah. uh, and you know oh that's like, a nice I mean, I, coming through sorry I, I spent a bit of arcs on my fleet carrier to put the pretty Ooh, colours on it and all that now everybody's looking out the window I'm going to have to look out the window as well the, the, the speculation I have though with what you just mentioned about having a fleet carrier owner's lounge or bedroom or whatever mm-hmm. is that's quite a lot of work for a rather limited use and once you've got the ability to customize and you know a, a room it's not too much of a step to say okay once you walk through the doors at the back of your cockpit you appear back in your bedroom or your room and that would be a way of giving it to everyone rather than to fleet carrier owners. Of course, maybe fleet carrier owners, it's a bit bigger or there's a different plan or something different about it. But fundamentally, once you've done the coding to be able to allow someone through into another room and have that room customized, just in it's my good. amateur way of thinking, it's not too stuff. much of a stretch to make, you know, to do it for all chips. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I, if it's just fleet carriers, I'm a bit meh about it. It's kind of like, yeah, that's not really what I, my number one thing I'd want them to do in 2022. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I'm with Matty Boy in this. For, uh, for someone who has too poor to own a fleet carrier, it does mean absolutely nothing. Uh, but we do know that they're actually adding new parts to the uh, to the fleet carrier because not only do you get the concourse, you also get the fleet carrier bridge. 
from where you're able to watch these um, these hyperspace jumps, which everybody has been wanting since um, they first saw them. But yeah. again, that doesn't get my pulse going. It's not what I would want the main features of 2022 to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that is one of the things that uh, um, I, I would highlight as well. I mean, it's great for people who have got fleet carriers, but last time I checked, there's not that... Well, they're not the vast majority of people. <laughs> On the other and hand, the, one th the, the interiors coming will hopefully mean we can get an apex to a fleet carrier because there are many times mm -hmm. where you've got your ships on a fleet carrier or on your own fleet carrier um, and something goes horribly wrong during a on-foot mission and you need to get an apex taxi and you can't get an apex taxi right now back to your fleet carrier. No, that, that, that would be handy. I must admit, that would be okay. handy. Um, uh, Shan, you were about to make one final point. It's, it's, sorry, sorry, Cal. I just had a, uh, I just had a Hobbs jump on the desk. Um, sorry, what, <laughs> what, what, what was the question? <laughs> no, you, you, you're about to say something um, uh, when Mac said something instead. Well, yeah, basically, um, it's it's okay, but it doesn't really doesn't get my imagination going because also yeah. I think as, as was said, it's 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 quite limiting, and if and yeah, I don't know. I'll be interested to see it, but. Yeah, I, I, I hope it's more than just being able to see a ship jump and an extra deck. Well, um, outside of fleet carriers, this is the next point that uh, Arf raised. Outside of fleet carriers, the development team are hard at work working on new features and mission types, uh, one of which is called Settlement Defense. Now, that does pique my interest because that's something that we discussed um, not so long ago about the fact that uh, there's plenty attack missions. There's plenty uh, disable missions. Uh, there's there's kind of plenty of um, uh, you know uh, reactivate missions. But there's nothing to defend an installation from attack. I mean, there is one instance of it when you you've got the uh, facilities like. Uh, the the reeve uh, the leave radio bar i mean there those installations can be attacked and defended but it it just seems that i'm actually looking forward to actually seeing this kind of defense uh mission in place shan a couple of questions regarding that first one is who will will we be defending it against mm -hmm. and secondly if it's just, if it's not just, if it's protect the settlement from waves of NPCs, how is that different in gameplay to a conflict zone? Well, if it's just you doing the defense all by yourself, you don't have any NPCs helping you out. They're the most lazy base people ever, and they deserve to die if they're not going to help me out defend their homes. I would hope you'd get the the security team helping you out. No, they'll just sit there and watch. <laughs> Well, it might be one of these cases where you and your team have to do it. But um, I just like the fact that they're actually putting in some variation in here. And if they keep on improving the, the mission types to involve the on-foot missions to involve more space stuff, like I said uh, before, yeah, more of that, please. Um, I mean, the next thing that they have said is that they're also reviewing and assessing a number of areas that you, the community, have raised, such as the engineering process. However, they're going to leave these details until January. So they're saying 
that's that's a case of saying right okay we've listened to you about engineering we're going to touch on other things in the future but we won't be doing that until next year i think we kind of expected that with the engineering things we didn't expect them to go in straight away i know that there's a lot of people on the forums who are who want power play and cqc looked at and have been screaming about that for i think it's five and a half six years um, crime and punishment is also another one which really needs another pass um shan well i think with the engineer details it's only really fair to wait to see what they say for january um, on that however I am not expecting that to be done in the first three months of the year. It would surprise me if they did an engineering revamp in by March. To be fair, I think this is a longer term, longer burn thing. Yeah, I agree that it's it's probably going to take a lot more work there. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, what they come out with that. Now, unfortunately, nothing new has been announced in consoles. It's still the same old line of, right, we've got nothing to announce. We're getting the PC version up to scratch first. Then we'll do stuff on the consoles. Um, Yeah, it's... I know it's frustrating for console owners, and it is obviously the number one question that seems to come up again and again whenever... Uh, they start a stream. But it is a case of how often do they have to say this until... I mean, where is the line where people just say, right, okay, it's now ready to be ported to console? Where do you think it needs to be? I'm not sure, but every time they don't mention consoles, <laughs> in my mind, makes it less likely it will come out for consoles. But maybe I'm just grumpy. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I mean, um, I've, I think... Someone told me that it's the equivalent of an um they need to get it working on the equivalent of an i7 3.3 megahertz processor with um a GTX I think it's 780 that's the equivalent of an Xbox uh, Xbox 1 and if they can get it working on on a PC of that equivalent then they've got a good chance of porting it across to the the console if not, then yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Then, Chan, I'm a bit concerned. It will probably be okay on the on uh, PS5 and Xbox X, but Xbox One and PS4, I'm I'm hesitant about it now. Would that be more catastrophic to say it's for PS5 next next gen Xbox instead um, of older generation, or would it be would it be worse just to cancel it? Well, it'd be certainly worse to cancel it. It would certainly be worse to cancel it. Um, I think, I think we've we've gone over this plenty of times, especially after the Cyberpunk um, twenty seventy seven debacle about all the uh, the graphical settings there. I mean, has that game finally come out or been allowed back out onto consoles yet, or is it still banned from the Sony store? I have no I, idea I, about it's on the consoles. I have to admit, but. I know on PC it is now smooth as butter. Oh yeah, I know. I've been playing it myself, but you know, it's it. I'm quite enjoying running around Night City. the 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 point I was making was that yeah. on the initial launch, and and we know that because of that, Microsoft and uh, Sony have really cracked down on um, performance related games, games that don't hit what they consider. Uh, 
performance targets. They won't even let them through the process. Um, I did a quick Google of mm-hmm. Cyberpunk on the PS4, and it's available on uh, Rainforest for pr- uh, Prime Delivery. So it must be available. Since June 2021, Wikipedia knows everything, apparently. (laughs) It says, it was also widely criticized for bugs, particularly the console versions, which suffered from performance problems. Sony removed it from the PlayStation Store from December 2020 to June 2021, Mm. while CD Projekt rectified some of the problems. CD Projekt became subject to investigations and class action lawsuits for their perceived Mm. attempts in downplaying the severity of the technical problems before release. Ooh, that sounds familiar. Mm. Only (laughs) it does, doesn't it? (laughs) In this case, we all know that it's easier and quicker to reiterate fixed bugs on on the PC, push it out to PC, fix problems with the PC version. Until that version is static, then I don't think they're going to risk trying to put it onto consoles. And uh, yeah. Uh, But it is quite frustrating for our fellow console players. And uh, yes, we want to see you in Odyssey as well, but hang fire until we finish beta testing it for you. <laughs> is, 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 am I right in thinking there was usually an, at least a three-month wait between a, an announcement and an actual release? Because I'm thinking if they were if they were going to bring it out on console mm-hmm. um, in the first quarter of 2022, they would have announced it was coming by now. Am I right in that supposition? Um. Yes, the thing is, um, when they cancel, when they cancelled the, uh, when they when they actually said, right, okay, we're putting the the console version indefinitely on hold while we invest while we get the PC version up, they did seem to slash the uh, projected earnings by the same amount of the console owners, and I don't think we will see a proper console version this financial year. I think it will be ready June, July, if it, if it does come, um, June, July next year. So you think the first we'll know of a console release is the shareholders will be told? Well, um, this, is the, this is the thing about um, uh, having a company that's, that's beholden to its shareholders. They are they supposed to know what's happening yeah, first. Yeah, they have to know, don't they? It's a legal requirement, Shan. You can't turn around and say, oh, the community should know first. No, because the shareholders know first. Plus also... Functionally, the community and the shareholders can know first because the shareholder notifications aren't things that are sent out in private just to shareholders. They're published on the regulatory news service, which anybody can read. So, in fact, everybody's told at the same time. There's really no difference between community and shareholders in terms of news releases. Yeah, but one thing that you've got to be uh, careful of, especially with public traded companies, is if you do release some information which could be considered inside information, say, for instance, that uh, that leak that, that came out, that if, if that had been done on purpose, that could have been classified as insider information and people could have acted on that. And uh, yeah, and that could have got Frontier into a whole lot of trouble if it had been a... Um, say a malicious leak. This is the thing. It's it's a lot more difficult for um, a company that has shares and has to answer to the city uh, when dealing this kind of thing. And that's one of the reasons why we get the very frustrating. Uh, we've got nothing to adv- tell you about this time. 
we've got nothing to tell you about this at, at this time because there is that's one of the restrictions that they've got to put in i hate hearing that i am so sick and tired of hearing that and um i must admit i think uh when <laughs> uh when poor stephen and will were there for that horrible dark period where everything had gone dark that's all they said and they couldn't say anything else really shan um with regards uh, with shareholder communication and the stock market and things like that, I just got I just finished off with two words: mm-hmm. communications issues. Fine. Um, now, the other thing that uh, Arv did mention is that the development updates that we've been getting at the end of the month, which um, uh, which we've been so grateful for actually because that's one of the things that's that's, uh, kept a lot of hope going Um, they are going to be um, updated uh, or resumed rather at the end of January 2022 so it'll be back to business as normal then it's just you know it's Christmas (laughs) and that always comes a problem go on death statements yeah I'm just wondering the um, the death statements that we've been seeing do we feel they're had enough detail in them? Have they been about the right? Are they, could we do with more? What do we think of the uh, the format and the quality, etc., of what we've seen so far? Realistically, well, and obviously we can't expect them to give, it's going to be March the 25th when we get whatever. We can't expect that, but I'm just thinking of the general level of detail. I think it's about, uh, it's about right, uh, I think. Uh, just gives you enough an idea, it gives you enough reassurance that, um, that they're they're progressing. Um, it doesn't. It there's sometimes you get frustrated that you don't think they're progressing in the right direction, but at least we know that the the game is still being worked on. Um, if we go back to the dark days when Will and uh, Stephen were having to say that we've got nothing to tell you at this time, um, we would have killed for heart, just a a minuscule of that information. Um, what do Ben and Mac think about that? Yes, I totally, totally agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, I, I, I feel for the, I feel for the CMs. I really do, um, but I'm not saying anything new there. Um, no, just like the CMs ain't saying anything new, frankly. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that has, um, I mean, I know this is, this is just because of the the timing, but it does feel like update nine has been coming a lot longer than the other updates. <laughs> And they've been kind of going over the same stuff again and again. It's nice to see, and it was a pleasant surprise to see the new lighting because that 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 was uh, that proved that there's more than just the SRV and the missions coming. Um, Do we think the reason for the it update nine seemingly being coming forever is because it's the first one for a while? We've actually got something new to play with in terms of vehicles and SRV, and just wondering if that's a big part of it. Well, if, if, to be honest, there was new things to play with in the other ones. I mean, there was the extra crew seat in one update. There in another update, there was uh, the, the defense turrets in in combat zones to stop the ships dominating the combat zones, uh, and also the um, we've now got enforcer people that will take out SRVs with rocket launchers. Those weren't in before. That's that's all been new stuff. But I do take your point that this is the first sort of big chunk that people have been waiting for. A new SRV has been requested for for ever since Horizons came out. And uh, yeah, I think 
uh, there's going to be a lot of interest in, to see what happens with this. One of the things I did, um, and don't see it in the show notes about the uh, the new SRV, is apparently it will fit in an existing bay. Yes. My, so you don't need to have a, a, a bigger garage. Your... No. Uh, but apparently, yeah, apparently the new SRV will fit in a class two, two bay. You don't need to worry about... Um, you'll have to obviously take out your old SRV and put the new one in, uh, unless, of course, you've got... Um, what is it, a class four, which can hold two separate SRVs? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm wondering how resilient this thing is going to be. Um, not against combat damage, because obviously it, it's going to be more than the Scarab, but actually in general terms of mucking about, jumping off cliffs, <laughs> and all that sort of thing. Because a, a lot of explorers, they'll take a class, you know, the smallest SRV bay, just so they can fit one in. Mm-hmm. Because of weight and stuff like that, and if this turns out to be more resilient, and I'm wondering if the weight of it will increase, though, it's thought. I'm sure Alec Turner will find out how resilient it is. <laughs> yes, he he will test it to destruction. I'm quite sure. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I I think that covers um, the Arf's um, yeah Arf's holiday message so far. Uh, we do have had. Uh, messages from Bruce on the 6th that uh, the memorial boards will be updated or have been updated uh, with the latest batch of um, uh, uh, commiserations, I guess. Uh, so if you wish to check out the the memorial boards, they, uh, they will be updated with the latest. Um, Shan? Do we know if these are new beacons with new memorials in there, or have they appended the They've new appended. ones? It's still right, the same okay. six beacons. Uh, there's just an awful lot more um, names have been added. So have they alphabetized them, or are they still in the same order? Because, I mean, well, it's an obvious question, because if you're looking for a loved one and you know they've been updated, eventually, if you're going to keep doing this, you're going to be waiting 15 minutes to get to the name you want to look at, and you just have to mm-hmm. keep scrolling. You know, it's almost like looking for the uh, the name on a, on a film credit, isn't there? <laughs> you just have to keep sitting there waiting. And I, I would have thought or hoped maybe they'd eventually put in new ones to prevent sitting there waiting for ten minutes waiting for a name. Um, well, I've never looked up the memorial board, so uh, I'm afraid to say um, I'm I've got no way of telling you. <laughs> So, yeah. I know it's not going to happen. What I would actually quite like is... So, uh, Shan, you, I know you Well, I know you guys have watched The Expanse, but I love how in The Expanse they basically flick somebody's photograph at a, at a memorial board, and then they kind of hover there, but then the photos get overridden as time progresses. And I think that's quite, a, quite an elegant way of dealing with it. I, I quite like the Arnold Rimmer solution where you just go to a planet and there are millions and millions of little Arnold, mm. Arnold Rimmer. Grave. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 You mean yeah. like like a graveyard around, oh, I don't know, a planet called Tian Islam, yeah. perhaps? Yeah, something well, like that. that. Idea, yeah. Yes. yeah, that might be an idea. Oh, yeah. Crazy <laughs> talk, guys. I mean, uh, I still can't believe they haven't even put the memorial board there, but... Uh, yeah, I... I'm, I'm scared I, to I, opening I that. I'm scared of opening that can of worms. To be honest, how about how about asking them when when we meet, have the frontier community meet in uh, July 
<laughs> but a late con. Yeah. Um, I do believe that Ben has asked that question for the last seven years. Oh, oh that is my question that has to be asked at every Frontier Q&A panel. Yes. <laughs> and every time you just yeah. get this bemused look back at you. <laughs> oh, the, the problem is Mike Brooks knew where we were coming from, and I think he had a plan. But since Mike Brooks, I am less willing to say that the people who have been in a position to answer the questions mm -hmm. knew what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> well, well, really, the, the subtitle for the um, Odyssey is Elite Retcon, so I'm not really expecting it to come in there, to be fair. Yeah. I thought you said something else for a minute. <laughs> no, retcon, not... Re no, we're not... No. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had enough of that filth last time. Anyway... What are you talking about, Colin? I wasn't even here for this. In game events, now what has been happening this week? Um, not much, actually. Um, on the 2nd of December, the NMLA were defeated wholeheartedly. Um, two by, I think, two, almost three to one. Um, also, the NMLA um, people who took over the megaship have been promptly kicked off uh, the... Uh, 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 the megaship and that has been returned to uh, its imperial masters however theta 7 is still on board the far god's cult ship which is still in system so if something's still going to happen there i've got no idea we'll just have to wait and see on the 2nd of december 3307 um there is a community goal to celebrate that there is the first male air of the Duval line so there's a lot of rare goods to be shipped and um, depending on how well you do, um, you will get a free Imperial ship um, I think 70% you get an Imperial Eagle 25% you get an Imperial Courier and the top 10 com uh, commanders will get an Imperial Clipper um, so <laughs> good luck with that one uh, Sean? Well we were talking earlier about um getting a clipper without doing the, uh, the rank grind. Well, you know, here's your here's your chance, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but only 10 of you will get one. Well, it's, it's, well do you remember that there's been a number of occasions where that's impossible in-game? In I mean, I got my clipper because um, there was a bug in the early release of the game. I think it was when it, and it came out in, uh, I think it was December, January, I think it was, December uh 2015 there was a bug that if you went to a certain stations or certain stations in imperial space you could buy a clipper mm -hmm. without needing the rank grind so i, I got my clipper yeah, that way there was a cg yes. early on um i think it was when hengus duval snuffed it uh, that's right because you could get a, you could get a clipper couldn't you for cheap yeah. 14, 14 million i think it was and you didn't need the rank grind for it yeah, because that's how. Because I didn't have the rank then. That's how I got mine. Was uh, through that. I missed out on that by uh, two days. I I thought, oh right, um, I didn't. I did have an. I didn't have enough money, so I was trying to basically get enough money to get the clipper. But by the time I'd got there, um, basically the uh, reward period ended and the rank grind was back in place. Uh, what I should have done is I should have sold my T7 and just flown about in the in the Cobra, and I would have had enough to do it. And well, I've got a clipper now, but uh, it was very galling at the time. Shan, 
No, I was I was going to say um, that that was what I remember getting my clipper for. It was just it was a bug, I think it was. And uh, I was also going to mention about um, the male air thing. Um, do we think that's a plot point that will come later, or do you think it's just like an aside? Oh, we'll just toss this in. Do you think they'll uh, they'll have um, the Emperor snuff it or something, and the well, baby this... takes over, or, or 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 could it even be? Um, it's not a legitimate heir, and uh, it was like. Um... Well, the the according to the Lord, the imperial hierarchy place a lot of uh, weight on the fact it's got to be a male heir. The emperor is supposed to be male, and of course, the present emperor, who is not male, is the first one to uh, to be obviously uh, female. So. There's a lot of traditionalists within the empire that want to have a, a male emperor yet again, and that could be a factor. We we'll just have to wait and see. But do we um, feel they're kind of missing a chance, a missing a trick here? I, I know it's the empire, and I know it's supposed to be oldie fashioned and stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised they are not making a non-binary emperor or someone not, or. Not identifying Shit, as a and this is not Star Trek Discovery. I'm, I'm just thinking of FDEV, actually, you know, it's a bit missing a bit of a trick there, really. I know what you're getting at, but well, we'll just have to wait and see. The, these things can be added in at a later point, I suppose. But just be bear in mind that this character has just been brought into the world, <laughs> they've just been born. Maybe it's a boy holiday and it's a enemy. <sighs> Right, fair enough. Um, in other news, the Space Dredger has moved on from Occhost PC-C C29-0 to Destination Unknown. The Araya University suspects it does have information about the Guardians, but that information has now been lost. Uh, however, they are concerned that less scrup- scrupulous individuals will try and retrieve that data. <clears throat> Any ideas who these less um, scrupulous individuals might be? Ben. <laughs> ben. Ben did it. Ben did it. Really, could be Shan. Shan. You, no, you... no, I, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And um, yeah, just to finish up here, I'm going to touch on something we normally don't. And um, the power play placings for this <laughs> this week. Um, th- there's been a bit of a. a, a a shake around. Uh, it used to be uh, last month. It used to always be the emperor, then Mahan, and then Hudson. Um, however, things have uh, shifted round. Mahan is now number one. Hudson is num- number two, and the emperor is now at number three. So um, things have been moving in the power play situation. Uh, it's, but um, we don't know whether that's going to be the new status quo going forward or not. So I think we shall move to that time of the week again. Score alert!
And do you want to know what the story alert is this week? Well, so would, suck. <laughs> so would we, because there it's isn't. In joke. <laughs> there isn't any store alert uh, for this week. Um, in fact, I'm not quite so sure whether or not. Um, I think obviously the uh, uh, the Black Friday sale has now ended, so uh, we'll just have to wait and see if something comes along later. Um, did any of you guys actually want... get anything? Did any of you guys actually get anything in the Black Friday sale? I no. did. I did. I've always wanted yeah. to, to have the um, uh, the uh, the black. The midnight skin for uh, my uh, clipper. All right. Uh, and uh, because of that, uh, I ended up getting ten thousand arcs, and and I've still got ten. I've got something like eleven thousand left now, and I've got no idea how that's happened. So, <laughs> yes. Um, um, first time I've actually. What... First time I bought arcs in about oh, a year, to be honest. I was going to ask Ben what he wanted. Be in Santa's sack. I want a nice juicy Satsuma. And not a, not a lump of coal. No, because I've been a good boy this year. They send Krampus round to him. <laughs> so you want a pair of oranges, basically? No, just just a Satsuma. But they they tend to go a bit hard if you squeeze them too much. Oranges. You would you, you would know. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, I'll just leave this pointless flirting. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Is anybody expecting something like special Christmas skins coming soon? Well, do you think they'll do the twelve day of Christmas event again? I think I they'll probably do something. Yeah, I think they will. I'm not expecting anything new. So I'm expecting the Christmas lights and the Santa bobble hat and the uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, maybe a uh, maybe a red, white, and green flight suit or something. But well, you know, it would be funny. It'd be great, an elf hat, space helmet. <laughs> and elf space with ears, yeah. with, ears. with elf ears, with elf with elf ears. Yeah, that would be good. Wasn't there a David Braben elf one, or something? Was was I just getting a bit? I think up? that's I in think your that's, dreams, Colin. I think that's a fever dream, Colin. Oh dear, I know. I know. I've got. Um, I know. I've oh. got the cheeky Braben bobblehead somewhere else. But yeah, uh, we've got helmets with reindeer antlers and a snowman helmet. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, yeah, you've got the obvious Santa suits. An elf on a shelf. Best, um, oh, best I think. this is something I was I was able to partake in. Um, oh, what's, uh, Revenant Crow, the Frontier CM, did a... What was it? it was a crate and a plate, I think he did. That was it. Um, crate and plate. <laughs> and then I, I kind of followed up with a couple of others. Um I think it was like, what was it? I wanted to do something like an adder on a bladder or something like that, or it was an adder on a ladder or something. Um, on a ladder. Oh, we, it's a shame we can't buy things for other people with arcs because I would definitely buy Colin an adder on a ladder. Yeah. Um, or no. what was the other one I did? Um, you know, I mean, that's one thing that they've always said that they were thinking of doing was the ability to gift, buy items with arcs and gift them to other players. I mean that that seems to have gone down by the wayside, hasn't it? Cause yeah, I'm used surprised to, by that, really. Yeah, because you used to be able to gift um, item, um, old skins. Uh, yes, or, I've got to be very careful here before you start going off on one. It's not a euphemism. You used to be able to gift items from the store to other people. Yes, you were supposed, but yeah, you used to be able to have gifts. Yes, but that went by the by with arcs. Mm-hmm. 
and I'd, I'd like to see that back. But yeah, I suppose there are other priorities, really. Yeah. Yeah, because we use we use that quite a lot in the EIC. We we run little competitions and things within the group, and like the pro, we could have like skins or what have you as as prizes, but we can't do that anymore. Yeah, I know it, it, it's a it is a bit of a shame. You would have thought that you know anything that would involve people buying arcs for the game uh, would be actually a priority, but uh, I guess not. I guess if you want to buy give someone an arc, you can. PayPal them the, the amount money. of money and go. Which, it's not really the same, though, is it? No, oh, no. it's not. It's not. Because, um, yeah, we as at Leave Radio, we'd like to give away um, ship skins as, as prizes or um, bobbleheads as prizes, but uh, we can't do that. Same as the way that uh, Mac was saying before uh, they were doing yeah, before. See. So, yeah. would Ben want to give someone a purple python skin? No, I think that's Dave who actually has his purple python, isn't it? Well, we'll we'll move on from there. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with a bit of a discussion. Not much of one, because we're running out of time. Are you struggling with paying fines? Do you lose sleep in hyperspace, worrying about docking at the next space station? If the answer is yes, then you need to call Cowell & McGrath Fine Management Services. I got scanned while in Federation space and was caught carrying slaves. It was an unexpected expense that I couldn't afford on top of my fines for damage caused whilst docking. We can help you consolidate all your existing fines into a single large fine, payable in regular instalments at what is almost a competitive interest rate. I called Cowell and McGrath Fine Management Services and they helped me pay my existing fines before I got a bounty on my head. They really saved my life. At Cowell and McGrath, we've helped thousands of pilots whose fines had spiralled out of control. I dared not go near a police star system. Got so desperate that I'd almost resigned myself to a life of piracy. Luckily, I found Cowell and McGrath services before I actually murdered anyone in cold blood. No fines too big, no criminal record too damning. We're here to help you, no questions asked. Find us in the Lave Business Directory. I'd got into debt as a result of a massive counter-lawsuit by Watt and Pritney. It happened because I'd taken advice on Python protection insurance from... Wait a minute... <laughs> It was you! Carolyn McGrath. Minimum liability, zero accountability. Warning, balances may go up as well as down. Missed payments may lead to repossession of your ship, seizure of cargo or the issuing of a death warrant. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? You've flown ships at max speed. You've felt the power of the 30-megawatt mining laser. 
you've experienced the efficiency of the MB4 mining machine. Wow. But it leaves every hardcore miner with just one question. Why can't I get a shave that's that fast, close and efficient? Introducing the Saracen MB5 shaving drone. It's so smooth. Combining the power of a mining laser with the convenience of a drone. It's like every hair is targeted by a fighter and destroyed. Saracen's patented shaving drone attaches to your face at the start of the day. Leave it to do its work, and when you come back to check, your face is shaved. He's so smooth. It's like I'm mining my face. The Saracen MB5 shaving drone. Now I feel manly. Saracen Shaving, making shaving an unnecessary adventure. I've been doing a quick bit of math, Colin, and Uh-oh. you said earlier that you had consumed 11 units of alcohol. Yes. Um, which, according to uh, the risk assessment tool, <laughs> Drink IQ UK, oh, uh, means that you will, you will be sobered up in 11 hours because it approximately takes one hour per unit yeah. of alcohol yeah. now i've got a little i've got a little calculator you can put yourself in so you can you can you can tell us how late you're going to be for work tomorrow <laughs> waiting to sober up <laughs> i will be fine tomorrow it's just i do have a 15 mile cycle ride um round trip cycle ride to do tomorrow which is always it always a sobering prospect um, in other words, uh, Matty, uh, Matt, uh, Matty Boy uh, from the uh, forums have asked, um, have we talked about the Scarab Skin competition? Uh, now that is, um, actually that will be coming tomorrow. With They're, they're doing a, uh, they've, they've apparently edited the video altogether. Uh, and we will be seeing the results for the, for the, uh, the, um, stunt competition with commentary as provided by the Frontier team uh, tomorrow afternoon, I guess. So that'll be interesting. Is that a cunning stunt? Cupid stunt, yes. <laughs> can, can, can I just cry foul with community contributions? Why is our store alert songs not on there? Um, I have no idea, Sean. If, if people would like to bring that up with, with Frontier, that's up to them. Um, all I can say is that I contacted people saying, "Have a listen to these," and nobody. Yeah, they were decidedly replied. silent, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, maybe so... we're in a, maybe we're, they were so good they're in a whole new category of community contributions. Maybe they're waiting for something else to come out that's as good until they put them in because you know, they were so above everything else. That'll teach. I'm sorry. Went to mute. I don't know what you mean. Um, it says that'll teach Colin not to walk grouch. Yeah, I don't get what he means there either. Yeah. Is that not a Star Wars reference? We don't know. I've got no walk through St. Anne's Square. I We did walk through at St. Anne's Square, and St. Anne's Square was responsible for, I think, one of the 11 units. <laughs> so do you have a little map, like a Google map of Colin's drunken pub crawl or something? You know, this is the one thing, I mean... <laughs> it's that is hardly what you call a, a mind blottowing amount, even though I might come across a little scat, even scattier than normal. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think we need a <laughs> a memorial drinking map. Thank you very much. In your defence, Colin, if you've not had a drink for a while, it can sneak up on you quite quickly. 
And before um, you know I, it, yes, you hammered. Yes, and, and let's just let's be honest. The last time I, I think we got completely blotted was at Lavecon, so that's quite a while ago. Because yeah. I remember that Friday night when we had quite a lot of community members just buy us beers, and and it'd be rude to say no. Well, Colin, well, Colin, you have got three more units. You're allowed <laughs> this week. This week, according, yeah, according to the NHS. <laughs> And um, says so you shouldn't drink more than 14 units in a single week. And even then, this should be spread across at least three days <laughs> to avoid binge drinking. So there we are, you see. You see, this is the thing. That is absolute, That amount of beer is absolutely nothing to the average amount that goes in down people's guts, into people's guts on a Saturday night, is it? You see it happen every weekend. That's absolutely nothing. Maybe it's, it's quite a lot for such an oldie, oldie person like myself, but, you know. Anyway, the most this... you've drunk since you've been a student. No, I've I've been worse. Mostly at weddings and Scottish weddings, at particular. I'm quite sure Ben can bang me up on this one about. I'm um... hang you up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would probably be the constabulary that bang me up after uh, some of those weddings. What if they're masons? Are you a mason? Is that why you're going to? What the hell are you on about now? I have no idea where he's going with this. Oh, you mentioned the police, then it's obviously some kind of Mason conspiracy theory with Shan. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was some sort of initiation into their lodge or something, Colin. You know, well, neither would I, because I, I don't know anything about Masons, thankfully. So you claim. <laughs> oh God, you're the grand, you're the grand poo bar of Rave Station. I'm an archivist. Damn it, Doctor! Damn it, Jim! An archivist, not a not a Freemason. <laughs> anyway, you know this. This is, is the main discussion that we were going to have. I don't know whether or not we've got enough time to discuss it. I don't so, think we do, really. no, I don't think we do. So, I think we'll just move along to the community corner. It wasn't now, very exciting, anyway, guys. You're not missing much. No, we're not. Are you saying that because you didn't actually have a main topic until about? Four o'clock this evening, or something. And you <laughs> no, want to I, over it? I had a main topic yesterday, but it was deemed. How shall I put it? Negative. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. So yeah, we'll come. We'll come on to that. Um, the community corner. Not much has been happening. We've been talking about the uh, the Christmas community meetup already. Um, we do, however, have to make a sh- a special shout out to Chig. Commander Chig from the Loose Screws. Um, to me, it looks like he's going to be the first person to get Sextuple Elite. Uh, he only has CQC Elite to go, and as anybody who's there, who follows Loose Screws, knows that he is a big CQC fan, and he's desperately trying to catch up with Musketeer. So, um, unless anybody knows anybody else who's actually hit six times Elite... Uh, it could be that Commander Chig is going to be the first Arxivist. So, oh, thanks. Six times elite. Shan, he doesn't need to do it four more times. He he just gets six times elite. That's it. No, Shan's entering into his rant about elites being five elite and things like that. Uh, which we've heard so many times. <laughs> no, it, no, it, it's fair dues, fair dues to the guy. I mean, that's that, that's a lot of game playing, especially yeah. the DQC Elite, which I'm nowhere near because I just don't have the patience for it. 
Uh, I mean, I I love playing CQC Elite, but the problem is, is of course getting a match. I mean, I'm I'm ninety eight percent semi professional, so I'm only a smidgen away from becoming uh, being rated as professional in CQC. But it's just a case of getting the match. So That's is that like the conference league player in football? <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you one thing that I got really shocked about is you. Um, I thought I was doing quite well at the plant scanning or the plant gunning, as as Chig was calling it. Um, I've got about fifty million in proceeds from the plant scanning uh, from a trip to Colonia. I thought I was doing very well. Turns out to hit elite, according to the wiki, it's something like four hundred and twenty million you've got to get. So I'm not even. What a fifth of the ways? <laughs> That's it's wow. I've got a lot of scanning still to do. Right. Um, moving on from there, our mostly clueless section. Um, Shan, do you want to take this one? Um, well, there's there's a website, and I think I've used it before. Actually, I found it pretty useful when I was um, plot plotting out the engineering on my. Um, Third commander, and uh, it's a ED engineer is an app to help with all your engineering needs. And I'm sure we'll put the um, the link in 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 the show notes. But uh, yeah, it's pretty nifty actually. Um, and it tends to be one of the things you use once and think, oh, that was really useful, and I go back and use it again. So we'll put the uh, the link in the show notes. But if you want something to help out your engineering, ED engineer is uh, pretty good. There is actually a story about why that one's in the in in our show notes for this week. Uh, it's because I was in the Fuel Rats channel and a couple of the Fuel Rats had never heard of it. So I was like, "If Fuel Rats ain't heard of it, other people probably haven't heard of it." So yes, if you if you are being serious about your engineering needs, get yourself ED Engineer. It's amazing. Yeah, um, uh, I I concur with that. Uh, and if Psykit was here, she she is uh, how shall I put it a zealot. For ED engineer, sure. my life for hire. Sorry, wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, she um, she cannot sing the praises of ED engineer enough. It's. I think uh, we should have her sing it. I think we should have a ED engineer song done by Psyche. I think she's helping people again. Just just because you managed to get um, a storylet song put together doesn't mean that you're going to get any other song you suggest put together. Well, we're still waiting for the um, banjo one, aren't we, for the store up? He's <laughs> only had a week, bless him. Oh dear, don't don't do that to poor JN Trax. He's 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 got enough on his plate, I'm quite sure. Especially with the the hillbilly <laughs> hillbilly ra- radio over there at uh, in the states. Anyway. <laughs> Redneck radio for that. No, that was it. Hillbilly redneck radio, as, as we call the loose screws. <laughs> and they are perfectly fine to call us whatever, whatever they want. Um, right. Has anybody got any other business they'd like to, to bring up? Yes. Upcoming Certainly, Max. Off you go. Editions. Uh, there are two coming up in the new year. First is New Year, New Discoveries 3308 from 59 Virginis to something I can't pronounce, Purple Rings. Starts on January the 2nd. It is 33,271.09 light years in length. 
Mm-hmm. And then, starting on January the 8th, is the celebration of early astronomy 4 from Keltim to Titori. So it's kind of, I guess that's got to be a circle. I haven't looked at the map. Um, that's an expedition of just under 23,000 light years. So if your exploring bug is 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 um, needing uh, an exercise, there's two coming out. Uh, you could probably even jump onto the fantastically frigid trip to the Trifford, which just launched on December the 2nd, going on to January the 2nd. Uh, they're probably a bit into it now. Their total distance is 17,600 light years. <clears throat> I don't see a Christmas carrier's convoy this I've, year. I've it not heard would, about CCC this year. It either. would be Christmas carrier's convoy five but i guess no i guess they've uh decided to give to give it a rest this year um yeah. uh, there is still the um uh, operation idea or operation ideas um holiday hall that's happening at the moment uh any proceeds and uh, they're doing uh charity streams and proceeds from that are going to uh doctors without borders so uh yep so we do have someone uh, who claims that Pale Knight is times six elite on Inara. So um, it does seem that Commander Chick is, has been beaten to it. So That's assuming that's verified on Inara, not anything against yeah. the commander in question. But yeah. you know, we, it we, would need to be verified, I think. Yeah, we, it has to be verified by Dav Stott. Pale um, Knight, asterisk. Whoever gets... A s- Sex Tuple Elite is joining a very small and exclusive club. <laughs> of about maybe two or three people. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever hit it. I mean, CQC Elite, yeah, that's probably not happening. <laughs> no, there's very few people who are, who are um, dedicated. Which is a shame because I really enjoy CQC, especially in VR. It's an amazing experience oh, in God, VR. Yeah. Oh, it's I incredible. totally agree. The only, well, uh, it's well known the problems that I've got with the CQC, but none of them are the gameplay, as long as you get a good amount yeah, of people. It's, in. All it is, it's, it's crying out for a good custom match matchmaking system, mm. which in the grand scheme of things wouldn't be an enormous amount of development, I don't think. And it could that could really do something to... Yeah. You know, if you could have custom games where you can put X people on team A and X people on team B and keep a score. You know, just things like that. Just little things like that. Yeah. You you could really make, you could have proper good organized matches and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think it would um, really help the popularity of the mode because it is, it is fun. And it's, it's amazing. It's the most fun PVP I have in Elite. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it the only fun PVP you have in Elite? I wouldn't quite go that far, but. It's at least consensual. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, I have the same fun PvP-wise in power play, and I know that that's consensual all the way through. So um, unless you get someone complaining that they were just module shopping. But um, yeah, if you just want if you just want your pure out um, blinders on, that's the bad guy, I'm the good guy, and the, you know it's another player, CQC yeah. is fantastic for that. And um yeah, it it can you believe it? it's five and a half years since that's gone in and they haven't had any real updates for that. Yeah. Wasn't there supposed to be a um Yes a there was development league with CCQC? There was, but that oh. went 
that went that, that went, went very way, quickly. Yeah, yeah, it went very quickly. Most because people couldn't arrange matches and those kind of things. You need what Mac was was on about some kind some kind of way to set up custom matches. So yes, but that's a subject for another day, I think. Um, and I completely forgot what I was going to talk about. But um, I think we shall uh, move on uh, to the questions. One of the things we'd like to ask people, because we would, would like to, you know, um, canvas your opinion, because we'll be using it as a main discussion topic uh, at a later point, is that a lot we've got a lot of people who are old-time listeners, and I'm assuming that you're, you're um, listening to us because you're still playing the game. And we'd like to know, why are you still playing the game? What is it about this thing that keeps on dragging you back? Shouldn't Not it be why an, you're still are, are you still playing? Slash, are you still playing? And if you're still playing, why are you playing? If you're not playing, why are you listening to us? <laughs> yeah, if you're, if, if you're not playing, why are you bothering listening to us? Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Wait to lose listeners, everyone. <laughs> we love you for listening to us. Thank you. Uh, there's a few of us I know that aren't playing that listen, but um, yeah, you do wonder. Anyway, um, now we're going to do the shout outs. Now, I, do I have to give a warning about this one? <laughs> I can't remember, possibly. Right. Okay. Um, for those of you with delicate ears, we have a teaser trailer for the Beyond Dockers um, comedy podcast, the charity Christmas special they're doing. Um, I haven't listened to this, so I don't know what's going to be said. Um, you have been it warned. It features lovely LCU film, no full like one from Canon and Stella, and of course, Mr. Winard, uh, Lord Shouty himself. And others. It came to me last night. I know your purpose for being here. I'm going to help you write the Beyond Dockers Christmas special. You think I can just whip one out? You know how those people freak me out? They get very contemplated. Oh, but I don't think, Simon. I know. I can tease it out of you. It's too hard. I'm sure it will come easily for you. All you need is to use your imagination. Just think of all the characters, Fanny Longburn and Willie Stroker making a documentary, David Brubin with his mugs, the mad monks obsessing about bio-waste, the unrequited love of Roger and Sebastian, Richard and May Swallow, not to mention Hans Up playing with his number two. You do know Richard's dead, right? You! You dirty bird! How could you? What? He can't be dead. Richard Swallow cannot be dead. His, his spirit is the important thing. And Richard's spirit is still alive. His legacy shall live forevermore in all of us. So take his spirit and move forward. This is the fourth time we've gone through this. I don't want his spirit. I want him. Him. And you murdered him. No. I didn't. Who did? No one. He, he died. He just slipped away. Slipped away? Slipped away? He didn't just slip away. You did it. You did it. You did it. You murdered my Richard. It's all here in the script. 
crushed to death by Fargoids. It's what he would have wanted. I'm going to crush you, you cockadoody dirty birdie. You're going to crush me? I don't think so, Malady. You want some of this? Well, eat it. Till you choke. I'm going to stuff you like a Christmas bird. You stick with the... The dog is Christmas uh, special. Uh, not the breads. Right, that's it. Donate to our Just Giving page at tinyurl.com slash beyondchristmas and we'll make it even funnier. With our exclusive reward tiers, you could even end up being part of the show. An unsavoury part that nobody really wants. Don't miss it. At Christmas. And as you can see from from that, before uh, Ben got involved with doing Dockers, uh, he was an absolutely fine, upstanding member of the community. After he got involved in Dockers, he's now the slavering innuendo factory that he is right now so um you listen to that at your own uh, own yeah, risk it, it, it turns ben into the benny hill of both stations he should be so lucky to be as good as benny hill <sighs> anyway no response there from ben sorry i'm just talking to other dockers cast members <laughs> yes right um how drunk is Colin Sis like it? I'm not that drunk. I have sobered less, up. <laughs> less drunk than he was. Sigh. Listen to the start of the show. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> yes. Um, not that I was putting it on for comic effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. We believe you. Yeah, we believe you. Millions wouldn't. <laughs> okay, moving on from there. Um We'll also give a shout-out to our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio. They broadcast very soberly on a Thursday at 8.30, apart from Cecil, obviously. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash CQC. This is the kind of thing that should already have been in the game, but I'm just going to be beating a dead horse by going over it again. Um, uh, we'll also be giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts which have appeared over the last year. So we've got Allograb AM, we have the Black Sky Legion, who do other space sims as well as real life science, the Canon podcast, Spanish speakers have the Elitacast, uh, there's the Fatherhood podcast, Flight Assist, the Guard Frequency, who also do other space sims, Loose Screws with the aforementioned Commander Chig, who also has just made um, a, a very easy to follow guide to plant scanning. So I would listen to that. Uh, we have squeaking fuel and system chat as well. Um, for those of you who want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, uh, please subscribe to the Data Slate podcast as created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Um, and... We'll have to thank everybody who's chipped in at the Twitch chat and any in-game commanders that have come and waved to me and Ben while we walked around um, at Leaf Station. So I know that we've had Commander Miggles uh, and uh, 
I can see Commander Mac Winston. Uh, and we have we've, we've got a few others as well who have just popped around. Uh, so always always nice to see you. I'll, I'll give you all a, a salute. So there you go. Can we just also quickly give a salute to Astro's community who have joined us for us saying goodnight. Oh, uh, right. So have, have we just been raided just in time for us to finish? Yes, we, yeah, we seem to have yeah. gained a lot of listeners all of a sudden. Oh, I am so sorry, uh, everybody. We are just about to sign out. Um, it's such a shame. Otherwise, um, oh, join us next week. Being drunk. Yeah, the, you... the only thing you're missing from your statement, Colin, is you're my best friends in the world ever. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, moving on. We'll say special <laughs> thanks to Commander Tokoso who created the music for the introduction of the show, and also special uh, thanks to Commander uh, JN Trax for uh, what can only be described as the amazing Store Alert songs, and of course Alan Stroud for the ending theme to this show. Um, anybody got any final words you just want to say before I go? No, we want to keep you here for as long as we can, because we're still very amused by your <laughs> drunken rambling. <laughs> my drunken rambling. I don't think there's much difference between my drunken rambling tonight and my sober rambling on previous nights. I, I wasn't <laughs> going to say that, Colin. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> you trying to be nice. Yes, and we've just seen well, how that turns out. Right, well, if that's the case, that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio. Tweet us at laveradio. You can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash live radio we also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat which you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode live radio is recorded live on a tuesday evening at 8 30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Ben, thanks to Mac and to Shan. And special thank goes to today's tech specialist, Chris Mark Four. Um, incidentally, if you all want to hear what we sh- should sound like when we're drunk, play this podcast back at either 0.5 or 0.75 speed. And that is how <laughs> real drunk people would sound. It's actually quite funny. But until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? Someone's having an origin certainty. <laughs> <laughs> Need a safe word. Space can be I'm gonna see the galaxy.
damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the fork for two seconds. I'll be right back. News Digest, 7th of December 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, milk and alcohol. Core Dynamics to announce Scorpion. Back from Colonia. Where next for Azimuth? The five-day-old Hector Modanticus Duval the youngest member of the Duval dynasty is said to be delighted with the deliveries of rare wine, liquor, tobacco and invasive Mars grass being made on his behalf as he lives with his imperial parents and the emperor in a secret safe house. Many of the Duvals are believed to be in hiding because of the bombings carried out by the NMLA. And with Theta-7 still not captured, they're not coming out quite yet. In fact, the emperor hasn't been seen in public for more than a year. Despite the defeat of the NMLA in Madrid last week, the Fargod megaship Sacrosanct is still under the control of a small number of NMLA terrorists. The affiliated counter-terrorism unit is hopeful that they will soon be apprehended. The tributes of Chateau de Aegean, HR 7221 Wheat, Indy Bourbon and Yasso Condyleaf are the idea of Praetorio Magnus, the successor as leader of Nova Parisa to Hector's father, Hadrian, the one-time would-be usurper of the imperial throne. The Praetor has asked for all the presents to be delivered to Dyson City in Parisa, and there's still time to take part and make the imperial baby very happy indeed. Rumours are strong that Core Dynamics, the owner of Vogel, will very soon release a new surface vehicle called the Scorpion. This two-seater combat vehicle allows the offensive weaponry to be controlled by a gunner independently of the driver, which makes it ideal for fast-moving combat. The details of the new vehicle have been kept secret. It'll fit inside existing hangars, although it's not clear whether it'll require the larger vehicle hangar due to its larger size. Will the gunner sit alongside the driver, or be behind or even above on an elevated platform? What ordnance choices will there be? One thing that's certain is that this vehicle will not be an SRV. Surface Reconnaissance Vehicle describes the role of the Scarab buggy, while this new vehicle is likely to be closer to a tank than a buggy. It's likely that it'll be called an SRV anyway, but only by people who don't really understand what they're saying. Listen out for these ignoramuses in the coming days. Commander J.J. Goldberg of Cannon who narrowly failed to break the one-hour barrier travelling from Sol to Colonia, has earned the excellent consolation prize of returning from Colonia to Sol in just 58 minutes and 15 seconds. This is by using the police escort mechanism, where you get arrested for a crime and taken almost instantly to the nearest prison ship. Which, if you do your sums right, just happens to be the way you are going. Only they can fly much faster than you can, of course. 
It's the flashing blue lights that makes them fast. Commander LCU, no fool like one, has expanded on his infographic, showing just where to break the law for maximum effect. Unlike the well-known suicide-winder approach, with this technique, you arrive back in the bubble with the ship you've been flying, although admittedly with your wallet a few rebuys and fines lighter than it was when you started out. With the Scrivener's clan dredger disappearing back into obscurity last week, taking with it rumoured arcane knowledge about the ancient alien race known as the Guardians, have we reached a dead end in the search for new and exciting things we can do with the information uncovered 200 years ago by Azimuth Biochemicals about the ancient war between the Guardians and the Thargoids, and how to harness the technology used by the Guardians? Or is Salvation about to pop up out of the woodwork again with his mystery superweapon and start zapping Thargoids like he did in Kornsar? We're less than a month away from the anniversary of the surprise attack on the Colsack and Witchhead Nebulas by Thargoids on the 31st of December 3306. If Salvation starts wielding his mighty weapon again, will that get rid of the Thargoids or will it incense them, leading to even more systems being taken over? Is there more that we can discover about what Azimuth was up to, and whether it's still active today? Did it ever work out how to get humans to fly Thargoid scout ships? Who is the witch that Azimuth employees feared so much? And what, if anything, does salvation have to do with Azimuth and its rival, Pharma Sapien? It will be surprising if we don't find out more before the 31st of December anniversary arrives. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs>